It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of Locked On Titans. I am Jimmy Morris, joined as always by Terry Lambert. Terry, how are you tonight? Doing good, man. What's going on? Not too much. So we figure tonight we will spend a little bit of time breaking down the playoff scenarios. Um, it feels weird to talk about this team in the playoffs after the after the performance that we saw on Sunday, and honestly for the last month or so, or maybe a year, however you want to look at that. But um, the Titans are still actually in a really good spot to be able to make the playoffs. And we were talking before we came on here. You know, last year the Titans finished nine and seven, and you know, obviously the game on Christmas Eve in Jacksonville where Mariota got hurt. Um, was a was a really big game. Uh, the Titans would have it would have won that game. They would have been in the driver's seat to win the division. And, and, and you know the funny thing is, even after they lost that game, the Titans still would have had a chance to win the division in Week 17 if the Bengals would have beaten the um, the the Bengals would be in the Texans on on that night. So I guess it was Saturday night because I remember getting ready for Christmas and, and watching that game. And I think Bullock missed a kick at the end of the game. Uh, for the Bengals to lose. Uh, but, so the Titans still had playoff hopes at that point. And then, you know, they, they played the Texans in Week 17, won a meaningless game with Matt Castle at quarterback. But we were talking before we came on here about, you know, how much better we felt about that team, uh, you know, in, in Weeks 15 and then heading into Week 16. Obviously, once Mariota went down, you knew that even if they were able to get in the playoffs uh, with Matt Castle, they wouldn't have been able to, to do much. But it's just funny, that team had a worse record um, at this point than this team does this year. But you felt a lot better about that team. And, you know, the, the, re, the really the only reason is because of how well Marcus Mario was playing last year versus how poorly he's playing this year. Yeah, and that team was still running the football. Uh, and that team was winning big games. Uh, Broncos were still good. Uh, they came to town, and, and the Titans beat them. Uh, Titans went to Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs. Uh, so they were they were winning some big football games down the stretch, you know. Uh, the arrow was trending up uh, for that team last year. Polar opposite uh, this year, and, and you know th- they've they've won games down the stretch, but they've been against bad teams. Um, you know, we I think everybody realistically saw a game like Sunday coming. It was just a matter of time. Uh, the Titans just couldn't keep scraping by. So uh, the air has been let out of the sails a little bit, um, but. You've got a chance to make things right uh, against the San Francisco 49ers this Sunday. Um, I'm not saying that a win over the 49ers would make you feel any better about this team, but it might just lock up a playoff spot. Yeah, and and we'll get into that. I mean, I think it probably does. One thing on last year's team, you know, they. I mean, they, remember that the game here against the Nashville against the Packers. I mean, you know, that was a big. That was that was a big win for this team. I mean, a game where they came out and they they put a bunch of points on the board. Uh, you know, got ahead early and were able you know keep pace with the with the Packers when they made that late surge. Um, yes, I mean, they're, they're, like you said, there were some big wins in there too. This year, it's like they've they've had some you know squeaking it out wins against really bad teams. Whereas last year, they were they were winning against teams that were legitimate contenders all year long. So, yeah, just, it's just funny how much things have changed and, and just again how different that this team is right now versus what we thought they would be. And, you know, you just remember those that the end of the year last year, at least the last few weeks before Mariota got hurt, that was the what everybody saw and why the Titans were such a, you know, trendy pick this offseason to 
be a contender in the AFC. And, and you know, obviously, things haven't played out like they like they should, or I mean, like like we thought they would. But at the same time, you know, they're they're still sitting in a really good spot. Before we get into the uh, specifics on that, I want to tell you about draft. Uh, fantasy football fans, listen up! It's not too late to join the five hundred thousand people that have already downloaded Draft this season. You get to play in a real live snake draft, but you're done in under five minutes, and they last for just one week. You can join one right now for week 15. The best part, play for cold, hard cash. And get this, your chances of winning are 80% better than on the salary cap sites. All new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use the promo code LONFL. That's right, play a real money game for free just by using the promo code LONFL. And it gets even better. Draft is so sure that that you'll love it that they're even offering Locked On Titans listeners a money-back guarantee up to $100. Just search Draft in your app store or go to Draft.com and come play free right now with promo code LONFL. And if you follow me on Twitter at MCM, I'll be tweeting out some links to some drafts this week where you can play against me um, if you want to do that. It, it is a really cool site, and the drafts are fun to do. They don't they don't take very long. You draft five players, uh, quarterbacks, running backs, two uh, wide receivers or, or tight ends, and you get 30 seconds per pick. You can play head-to-head, three-man, five-man, ten-man, all, all kind of that stuff. So check it out. Again, use the promo code LNFL to get uh, an entry into a, a real money draft for free. So check that out. All right, so um, Titans playoff scenarios. Right now the Titans are, they, they sit at 8-5, and five, um, three games left. The good news is it looks like, and Terry, you can talk a little bit about this because you were looking through the, the playoff simulator right before we came on, but it looks like if the Titans get to nine wins, they're pretty much assured a playoff spot. Yeah, you've got Kansas City and you know the Chargers sitting there with seven wins. Baltimore seven wins. So uh, just just kind of playing around with, with some different scenarios. It, it's really kind of hard to find a scenario where the Titans don't make it at, at nine wins. Uh, so it, it looks like the Chargers would be on the short end of that stick if they if they got to nine and seven. So uh, you know we talk about how how big these last two games were for the Titans. Uh, you know, really, this game against San Francisco, it could lock Tennessee in. You know, there, there's still a, a scenario where the Titans could miss, but it, it's not all that likely. So, uh, for as bad as this team is playing, for as bad as you feel about this team, uh, the playoffs are still very, very real. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see how it plays out. Uh, San Francisco's playing a lot better. Uh, this offense seems like it's turned a corner with Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, this is not your typical, what are they, 3-10? and 10? This isn't your typical 3-10 and 10 team. Uh, so I, I read a stat, Jimmy Garoppolo is 4-0 and as a starter. Now, obviously, some of that is because the Patriots are so good. But still, uh, I think Garoppolo is a big upgrade over anything they had. So, and, you know, Vegas reflected that. 49ers are a two-point favorite. Uh, so you've got three and three and ten Forty ers team that is favored over an eight and five Titans team that's fighting for a playoff spot. So it's again, it's it's a really weird spot. This whole season's been weird, um, but you know, if Titans can go get it done. You you gotta feel pretty good about their chances of, of making it into the postseason. Yeah, and so just to break that down a little bit, Buffalo and Baltimore right now are seven and six. So obviously, you know, if the Titans only win one more game, they would end nine and seven. If the if Buffalo and Baltimore both won out, then they would both be ten and six. 
Uh, but Buffalo still has played Miami twice and has New England in the middle of those two games. So you got to figure they're at least going to lose one of those. Um, I, I think they probably lose two out of three. Baltimore could win the rest of their games. That, that's not out of the realm of possibilities um, because they've got a pretty soft schedule uh, going forward. And I saw something today, you know, for as, as soft of a schedule as the Titans have had this year, um, they've got like the fifth toughest remaining schedule just because, you know, they had the Rams and the Jaguars in the last two weeks of the season. So, um, you know, they, they weren't able to take as much advantage as we thought they might be able to of, of that soft schedule. Um, and so now they've got to, they're going to have to play well. And like you said, I mean, it's a three win team, but it's not. A little technical issue there. But anyway, all that to say that, you know, the, the team has had this week to be together um, and it, it, kind of a training camp atmosphere. And so, I mean, I, I think there's some good in that. And I think there's some, you know, just, just some of that stuff that can be built on coming off of a rough game. And hopefully they can kind of rally around each other and, you know, work on that kind of stuff. And, again, some of the negativity that, that they would be hearing and that kind of stuff from, from around these parts, they're, they're going to be able to tune out this week. So, I mean, I, I think that is a good thing. Um, you know, again, we, we talked last night about how they say that the – Marcus, Marcus said that the offensive problems are easily fixable. Mike Malarkey's been saying that for, you know, 15 weeks now. Um, I, you know, if it, if it was that easy, we we would assume that they would have done it by now. But anyway, so, I mean, I don't know. It, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to watch. It's going to be interesting to see how they come out in this game. And, you know, hopefully they can, again, just rally and, and play well enough to get something done. So, um, I don't know. It, it's going to be... I'm I'm really really curious to see how the team responds. We've seen some flat performances this year in games where we thought they would come out fired up, but it's hard for me to see a, a scenario where they don't at least come out playing with some fire. Now I don't know what that's going to mean. I don't know if that's going to translate to to success on offense and then like that. And we're going to have to see some changes in some play calling and that kind of stuff if we're going to see success on offense. But I do think we'll see an inspired football team on Sunday. Yeah, I I don't know. I just I don't know. It's like I told you. I wouldn't bet on this game. Someone gave me you know free money to do it with. I just don't. I don't know what you're gonna see out of this team. Uh, you know, and and that's kind of been feeling here down the stretch. This last month against bad football teams. It's just you know you get in a hole against Indy. You get in a hole uh, seemingly every week, um, and then you go lose to to Arizona like you did. So I don't have high hopes for for this San Francisco game. Uh, you certainly hope that, that they can get past a 3-10 and 10 team uh, to, to kind of seemingly lock up a playoff spot, but I'm not going to put it past them to lose. I, I mean, this offense is, is fundamentally broken. They're not doing what they're built to do. Their quarterback is, is playing like one of the worst in the league right now. So, you know, outside of the defense, there's, there's, not, there's not too much to be excited about. And, and I hate that I feel that this way. You know, eight and five. This this whole city should be fired up and rallying around this team, but they're not, and I I totally get it. I don't blame them at all. Oh yeah, sure. I mean, I, I don't disagree with any of what you just said um, because I, yeah, I mean, my fear right now is eight and eight. I mean, I, I think that that you know, if you, I think that's the most likely outcome at this point, and I hate to say that. But just with the way this team is playing, it's hard to it's hard to see it going any other way. But you know, I, I don't know. I, I feel like if they've got any fight left in them, this is this is going to be the game where they come out and show it, and hopefully they'll be able to do that. 
All right, so coming up, we'll uh, kind of wrap up this episode with just a little bit of 49ers talk. Uh, we'll dig into that a little bit more tomorrow night, but we'll talk a little bit about that tonight and then kind of wrap this episode. Matt Williamson brings the scouts' perspective to the Locked On NFL podcast. You got to talk 2018 quarterbacks. Josh Allen has the best quarterback record aside from Lamar Jackson, but the lowest completion percentage other than Josh Rosen he's just been a complete garbage for the most part when he's been allowed to play yeah let's throw a couple nuggets out on Allen and I know he's a lot bigger a lot stronger but he kind of reminds me of early career RG3 what's kind of remarkable about Allen is he is so gifted and he got better I thought this past year which is encouraging with the anticipatory throws and the touch of his throws But his deep ball passing is like the worst in the league. Hear Matt with co-host Brian Peacock every day on Locked On NFL. Subscribe or follow today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so, I mean, obviously, you know, just kind of a high overview of the 49ers. They play fast, um, you know, one of the the fastest paces in the league, so they're going to get a lot of playoff. Um, we talked about Jimmy Garoppolo and the difference that he's made. Um, they're they're a little bit lacking in the weapons department. Um, you know, Marquise Goodwin is, is is their best receiver, and you know he's he's had over or he had ninety nine yards, I think, in Garoppolo's first start, and had just a just a hair over a hundred in the, in this second one. So he, he's got a little bit over two hundred yards in Garoppolo's two starts. So obviously there's there's some rapport there. You know, they've got Carlos Hyde. Um, so, I mean, you know, some serviceable guys on offense, but not guys that, that strike fear into your heart. I mean, you know, after facing DeAndre Hopkins two weeks ago, Larry Fitzgerald last week, I mean, those are guys that obviously you, you know more about or are better receivers than, you know, than, than the 49ers have. But at the same time, Goodwin presents a different type of challenge because he's got the, you know, the world-class speed. And so, you know, where they've used Logan Ryan in shadow coverage as much as they could, you know, obviously when he got hurt. Um, in the Texans game, but he was on DeAndre Hopkins before that. He shadowed Larry Fitzgerald pretty much on Sunday. Um, so this is a game where you're going to need to see Dory Jackson show up. I mean, I, I think that he's the one that matches up better with Marquise Goodwin, and so, I mean, it, it could be a good chance for him to shine. Yeah, and, and it's interesting breaking down teams that you don't typically play, and this is certainly one of them. Uh, I kind of view Goodwin as kind of a poor, poor man's T.Y. Hilton. Uh, so you've seen the Titans have some success defending Hilton this year. So, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. It's a spot where you're going to have to rely on Odor Jackson and his, his movement skills and his long speed and, and agility and all that. So uh, the 49ers are a team that kind of struggle up front, particularly on the inside. So maybe it's a spot where Jarrell Casey can, can kind of wreck some things on the inside. Uh, I'd expect this pass rush to keep showing up. Uh, Dick LeBeau's dialing him up, and he's sending Wesley Woodyard on all all kinds of blitzes, so, and it's really worked the past few weeks. So that that's a good sign that we probably haven't talked about enough. Uh, Eric Walden was good last week. He was such a great signing, no-brainer signing. Uh, so we'll see if, if they can get Derek Morgan back. Um, but, you know, this is a defense. This is an offense that the, the Titans should be able to stop. Uh, it, Again, it's gonna be it's gonna come down to the Titans' offense. You know, can they can they run the ball consistently? Can Marcus Mariota just take care of the football? You know, you hate to say that. You hate to say if he can just kind of manage the game, the Titans could win this one. 
uh, it, it's just a weird, weird spot uh, to, to talk about a 3-10 and 10 team being favored over a, a team that's trying to clinch a playoff spot. And it's so crazy that we're in a spot where we're talking about Marcus Mariota managing the football game. Yeah. But, you know, that's where we are. So, yeah, it, it's, it'll be interesting. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Well, like I said, we'll break down some more matchups, especially uh, as it pertains to the 49ers' defense versus the Titans' offense tomorrow. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think you hit the nail on the head there with, with pressure. I mean, it, I think if they can get pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, he's a guy that likes to sit in the pocket and throw. So if you can if you can move him off of his spot, I think you can have some success. And like you said, they've been doing that to quarterbacks lately. Um, and yeah, like again, hopefully if Derek Morgan can get back, um, that'll obviously help with that. So yeah, like I said, we'll we'll break this down a little bit more tomorrow. Uh, I think Terry's going to jump on jump on with the locked on Forty ers people. So uh, we'll get you a link to that as soon as it happens as well. Um, again, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Locked On Titans or Stitcher, or wherever you get podcasts, you can do that, and you'll get the new. I think Jimmy got got kicked off there. But, uh, but yeah, like he was saying, subscribe to us on Stitcher, uh, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast from. That really helps us out. Uh, so kind of wrapping things up, you can f- get all of our work on musiccitymiracle.com. You can follow Jimmy at jmorrismcm. And you can also follow me on Twitter at TLambertFB. So that's all we got for tonight. We'll be back tomorrow with a total dive in. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite MLB team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.